0: I, I was there during '82. That was the famous war that Ariel Sharon and Begin were involved with, and it ended with a massacre in a uh, in a Christian a uh, Palestinian refugee camp, where the Christian Lebanese came in and uh, took a little revenge. It was unfortunate. It was called uh, Shatila. I was there then. I was in the. I was in Israel during the nineteen eighty six Lebanese <laughs> war. I was there uh, during the first Intifada. I was there during the second Intifada, and a lot of years in between. But those those were major war times, you know. Before you would go out on the street, you would check to see if there are any missiles coming into your, in the area, and I have to tell you. That the the actus of the Jewish people in Israel right now was so much more palatable. It was so so there. It was just incredible, more than any other time. So we went. I just want to say a few things, and then we're going to see the Tzokim, and it fits into everything of this week's Parsha. I think. Yisrael You know, in order to receive the Ten Commandments. The Jewish people had To have total achdus That's like the The number one Important factor And anybody here Who has children And Be'ezer Shevich should all have children Knows That the most beautiful thing Is when the kids get along When the kids are getting along No matter Even if they're making trouble Right? Even if they're making trouble, they've come up with a plan to destroy the building, you know? But if they're working hand-to-hand as a parent, you might get upset with them when they want to, you know, when they're breaking apart the beams. You might get upset with them, but it's not the same because you just have a certain hanah, there's a certain pleasure of watching the children get together. And you know what people can't, the father hates and the mother can't stand? When kids are snitching on each other, when they don't get along and they're just ratting on each other. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the, you, you know, you think that you'd be happy because little Surala is coming to tell you. That uh, you know that uh, that Abraham went and put pepper in the uh, in the toothpaste or something crazy, you know. <laughs> you, think, you think you'd be happy? You're not happy. You're not happy. You're you're upset that they're not working together as a unit. You know. I remember I went to Chabad High School. I don't know if I learned anything in learning over there. We'll be careful with this line there, but I don't know. But I will tell you that there was one guy who uh, they blamed him for something and he didn't do it. But he took the fall because he didn't want to snitch. They, they told you know, they said, to him, if you don't tell us, then you're going to be expelled. And the guy didn't do it. And he, we, he knew who, who the person was and we all knew who it was, who had done whatever. Uh, he had stolen, somebody had stolen the regent, you know, and he took the fall for it. And uh, we all, at that point the school said, the, the school said that if you if you don't tell, and then everybody is going to be suspended. So we were all suspended for three days. And we brought, in the middle of the night, we brought our beds into the base and as a sign of, uh, you know, of you know a fighting in unity <laughs> we, we also suspended for three days. the only time in my life I was suspended. but it was a certain it was actus. Actus is a very you'll cut out uh, the school, please. but uh, it, it was it's an important thing. Achtos is it's the most the important thing point. you know and it was there. It is there and it's something that we have to all recognize and be part of. So, I just want to bring some thoughts about this. Something happened right before I went to Israel. We had a Shabbaton here with the uh, boys from Boston. The word Ahava, which means love, represents the mitzvahs between man and man. And man. It's love, right? You have to You have to love your fellow Jewish person. Kamocha, it says, you have to love him like yourself. How can you possibly <clears throat> love another person like yourself? First of all, it's impossible, basically. It's, it's basically impossible because of self-preservation. And if you're a healthy person, I mean, you could be, there are people that do not love themselves. That's very, very sad. One day, Rav Palm told us in the basement, Rav Palm was my rebbe. This you're not going to hear anywhere. Rav Palm once told us, that every time a mother kisses a baby and then he said i think i think he said not just the mother he uh, father also but he was just referring to a typical situation but he said whenever a mother kisses a baby you're instilling in the child avas the ability to have avas hashem because he said you cannot love God if you don't love yourself. And you can't love yourself unless you've been loved. So he said, every time you kiss a baby, you kiss your child, you're fulfilling that mitzvah of, of helping another Jewish person have Abbas. HaKadosh It's a big thing. So the word Ahava, love, is symbolic for the mitzvahs between man and god okay numerically it's 13. the the mitzvahs which are between man i i mean i i have a meaning man and man i'm sorry the mitzvahs between man and god are symbolized by the word echad, which means one because, as you know, we say "Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad." God is one. The idea being that everything is under the dominion of everything is is given life and and continuity and growth. Everything is from God, but that the word "Echad" represents the mitzvahs between man and God. Okay, so the word "Ahavah" is the mitzvahs between man and man. That's thirteen. Echad is thirteen. Also, those are the mitzvahs between man and God. You put it together, thirteen and thirteen. My math is not that good. Baruch Hashem, I have a calculator here, but I can still do. I can still do it. Thirteen and thirteen is twenty-six. Twenty-six is God's name, which is the idea of perfection. A perfect Jew is a Jew who's, who's developed on both sides.' We're talking about. It. Now, Kid says to me, but he was sincere. You know, you know somebody once went once asked a question, I think it was to the Briskerrovv, I think, but it doesn't matter who it was. He asked a, he said he had a question in Amuna, and I think it was the Briskerrovv said, if you have a question, I'm very happy to to help you with an answer, but if you have an answer, I can't give you an answer to an answer. Sometimes people say that they have a question. You know, like when you're in high school, you'll have kids have a question. Have a question? Uh, it, can God make a rock that He can't pick up? You know, that's just ver- that's just verbal diarrhea. You know, it's like uh, you know, you're just playing with words. But you know, so that's that's not an issue. But when a person has a real shiloh, it's a different thing. So this kid was asking very sincerely. Very sincerely, he said, "We're not talking about a person who's uh, you know like uh, being obnoxious. But let's say you have a choice between excelling between in the midst of being the lemachlo between the mitzvahs between." Man and God, to excel in that area or excelling in the midst of between man and man. Which is more important? Which is better? Which, I mean, so, obviously, the answer is like you've always heard that you need two hands. Nobody says, I'm going to cut off my right hand, right? Because I don't, I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a right hand. I'm going to cut off my left hand because it's more important than my right hand should be strong. We're not talking, that's, that, that's where somebody is just playing with you. But this guy is asking, he was asking a very serious, sincere question. What of the two, which is more which is more, more important so to speak? It was, I thought it was very fair. And I spoke to a lot of people. I spoke to uh, one Rosh Shiva from well, I spoke to a number of people. And I, I it was fascinating because everybody came up with the same answer, but for different reasons. Come oh, on guys, what do you think? In Adam In Adam everybody agreed, trumps everything else. Everybody agreed with that. The question was, why? Why? So, my personal reasoning was that when you do, um, if if you don't fulfill, this is me talking, if you don't do a mitzvah between Adam Lechabero, right? You don't put it on. Nobody walks around and says, Oh, look at that religious Jew. He doesn't even wear it's filling, right? It doesn't, that doesn't, I don't, I don't think that anybody ever said, you know, look at that religious Jewish person. I don't, you know, my gosh, his tzitzis are a little schwach, you know, I don't know if I want to be, I don't, I mean, he, he's turning me off. Because the tzitzis look a little frayed, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I want to be religious anymore. I I don't I don't think it works that way, you know. But a mitzvah binotem when you see somebody who's acting belligerent, you know, somebody I had it today. There was a certain kid. I said this was a certain yeshiva someplace. They didn't let the kid in. They weren't they weren't willing to give any discount. I'm not saying that they should give a hundred percent discount. I'm not saying fifty percent. I'm not saying eighty percent. The kid has no parents. The father's in the rehab, and the mother is at home with her mother because she has a physically debilitating disease. They weren't willing to give off a penny. To me, that's uh, that's uh, that's odious. How do you do that? You know what I mean? Something. Something. You know something. That could turn people, I think that that could turn people off. That I think could turn people off. So to me, the reasoning was because it could cause other people. And if you're causing other people, there's no greater of error than, as we know, than then then making a of Hashem. Another answer, just before I go to you, somebody else said the famous story with Hillel. Now they Igmar says, we know in Shabbos that somebody, a uh, guy who wanted to convert to Judaism comes to comes to Shammai, says, Convert, please convert me on condition you teach me the whole Torah on one foot, right? So what is Shammai, what does Shammai do? He says, Get out of here. Hits him in the head with a ru- with a ruler. What are you what are you doing? Whole Torah? Why are you standing on one foot? He goes to Hillel, right? Which itself is an amazing thing. I never understood how Hillel knew that this guy was sincere. But just talking it over now, I understand. If Shammai hits you over the head with a ruler and says, Get out of here. And then you go to Hillel and ask the same question sincerely, you're a good guy. You're a good guy. Because once you get that one kick in the head from a rabbi, and we're talking about somebody big like Shammai, you could lose your faith entirely, your ability entirely. This guy was he was obviously sincere enough. So what does Shamay say? No. What does Hillel say? Ma right? What we whatever is disgusting to you, disturbing to you, don't do to your friend, right? The rest is commentary, go learn. So of course Rashi says that how do you learn the mitzvahs, the the, uh, the mitzvahs between Adam and from it, and he has a discussion. But at the end of the day, if you learn posh Shot, he was referring to the mitzvahs between Adam and right? You want to say something? Yeah, it's actually uh, a whole drop whole, a whole, whole, a whole of caffeine, so I'm actually paying attention to what he said. But uh, <laughs> but originally I was going to say, originally I was going to say, uh, just you know, like like if like when like you Kippur, like between Adam between Adam you know You apologize to God, He'll forgive you, whatever. And oh, Elmo you, know, you have to get. It's much harder. But I'm, but, I'm, but, but, I'm, but 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 I think even more it's what you just said. It's what you said before. But God, like your parent, right? He said, God, okay, you you're not you're, He can he can forgive you between you and him. But if you see you're fighting you're fighting with your other your other Jews, whatever. It's it's much harder. It's, 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 yeah that's it's, it's really your part you I want, I want to say something growing up in in the world I'm, 50, I'm 65 in the world that I grew up in and in the world I believe that some of you grew up in but not everybody but in the world I grew up in, the worst thing that you could do was a Khilasham a. Which means a, a, a doing something which desecrated being Jewish. Look how can you do that? How could you I, OK, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to say, because I don't care, because I'm older, I, I don't you know, sometimes when I was younger, I try not to do it now, I might spit in the street. it might, you know, it might happen, you know. And I remember, I was told, how could you do that? It's a chil HaShem. It was a big thing. It was a big thing to be, like, you know, you were the representative of God on this earth. And somewhere along the way, it lost, in the last gener, two generations, I think, it, it became like, oh my gosh, if an Orthodox Jew, if I, to be in the paper because you were involved with something, inappropriate? What would be a bigger Chil Hashem? You know, like, you, you know, it, it's a big deal. The Chil Hashem element is a big issue. and We have to get back to fundamental issues. I'm going to read you the first pasuk. You could follow the first pasuk that I, I quoted over here. It's in this week's Parsha. So it says over here, Vayomer El Moshe. We're talking here about Yisro. So interesting, by the way. You know, people worry about Shaduchim, about families, about Yichas. Think about it. Yisro, we'll learn a little bit more about Yisro today. Where is he coming from? Yisro is the Pope, right? That's what he is, Yisro. But he's more than just the Pope. He's like of all the religions, so he's like the super Pope. He's like the you know Dalai Lama and the Pope and the Archbishop of Canterbury and the I don't know the, I don't know I don't even know what it's I don't know if there's Godfather. The, the Godfather he's the whole deal that's what he is right and he ends up and Moshe could have married anybody he could have married the, the, the Spitzer Rebbe. Daughter, I have no question about it. Moshe could have gotten anybody, and instead, he marries a black woman, right? A she was a black woman who's uh, and, and 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 her is fa- And the father is like uh, the godfather, he's the he's better, he's the head of the mob. He's like, I don't even know, he's he's more hush of than Biden. He's a little, he's more a liar. So so the post says over here, Yomel Moshe, and Yisrael says to Moshe, He makes a statement, I, I'm the father-in-law, right? He makes it known, I'm the father-in-law, Yisrael, I'm coming to you, The and your wife is coming, Ushne Baneha Ita, and the tukiza with her. He wants Moshe to stop his philosophical thoughts. You see, he's under the assumption, I'm going to read this to you. This is from Rav Simcha Ziz- Zizel Ziv, who was a big bomb muser. He said like this, Yisra was a great philosopher, a sincere and honest thinker. He was experimenting, he, he had experimented <coughs> with every available form of idolatry and attained the awareness that each was void and meaningless, right? So he had gone through everything. The Quran. he had gone through every, he had gone through, um, what's uh, the guy in uh, the actor who, I can't think my brain is Um, Scientology, 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 right, so he did Scientology, he did everything, right? Finally, he embraces Judaism. Before he studied the Torah, I want you to hear this, before he studied the Torah, he did not know that it was possible for a person to attain a high spiritual level and still retain a strong interest in his fellow man. He had thought that the two goals were diametrically opposed. You can't be a mensch and at the same time be a spiritual a spiritualist. You got one or the other. You either go to, a, a run away to a monastery or an ashram or, or whatever. You go there, I remember telling you guys, I have a picture of my house from National Geographic of a nun who's in India and she's counting rice and that was her form of meditation. To us, we don't we wouldn't look at that as being, you know, the highest of level. Highest of level is when you're communicating with people and helping people and thinking about God at the same time. He therefore sent Moshe a message that he should come to greet his father-in-law, and if not him, his wife, and if not his wife, his children. That is, he so hinted to Moshe, you might have reached your apex spiritually. But you still must, nevertheless, fulfill your social obligations. You got to be a normal person. You got to be in this world. You have to help people. You have to be involved with people. You have to be in the army if that's what you should be doing, protecting Jewish people. You can't run away and just make believe that you're just, uh, you know, in the clouds. That's that's not holy. But the truth is that the Torah tells us that that's what we have to do. And that's our obligation. So this all comes from a Medrash Tan where it says over here, some Rashi actually says it, where Rashi says, you know, if, you, if you're not going to come for me, come for your kids, you're not going to come for your kids. So I'm going to tell you, because I don't... I'll tell you a story. I don't know I don't know a lot of things, but I, I had a great tzaddik as a Rebbe. His name was Rav Pam. So I'm 65, I mentioned that before. About 30 years ago, Rav Palm was, was 35 years ago already. He was getting older. Once he got really sick in his 90s, I, I didn't bother him anymore. But prior to that, I would go to him for questions. I was getting a little bit jealous of some, of some of my friends. I work long hours. Now, the truth is that when I talk about working long hours, I have somebody in the room here, I'm not gonna say who, but there's somebody here that makes me look like lazy. And I'm not lazy, but there's somebody here who works very, very long hours. Well, I decided that I was working in Chinuch too many hours, because I, I start work, or I get up to go to to go to work, I was on the road at 8 in the morning, and I didn't finish my work until about 11 at night, and I therefore had no time to learn. And I knew a bunch of rabbis that either they took a nap in the afternoon, right, or, or I was even considering that I would never take a nap in the afternoon. But I did want to start my day later. So I decided, now I don't know what I was gonna do financially, because as it was, I wasn't making enough. I kept on having to borrow from Gemachs, as it was. So I don't know what the husband was in my brain, but I decided that what I'm gonna do is I wanna go and start the day like three hours later, you know, and learn in the morning, learning a morning kohlel, and then go to work, you know what I mean? That's what we're gonna do, morning kolel and then go to work. So I went to my rabbi, to Rav Palm, and I, I said, I went to him to get permission to stop doing what I'm doing, you know, get advice, permission, it was really permission. So I go to him, and he used to sit in the middle of the base medrash. He didn't sit in the front, he sat right in the middle. By the way, just for the record, Rav Palm is this man over here, this doctor's sister's grandfather. I like them apples. Yeah, you see, you could do it also. You could <laughs> marry somebody whose grandfather's also a big rabbi. Yeah, could happen. You never know. Yeah, could happen to anybody. You never know. You never know. You never know. But anyway, um, so he said in the middle, and there was a line of people all the time, all the time that would be asking him questions in the middle. Okay. I go to him, I say, Rebbe, I I work very long hours. He knew that. And I said, I'd like to cut the hours from doing what I do, because I want to learn more. So he said to me, I also have no time to learn. I was about to laugh, and then I saw all the people online waiting for him. And I said, maybe it's true. Maybe he doesn't have so much time. I don't know. And then he said to me, Yehuda, You have to be willing to have Mesiris Nefesh to help people both in Gashmias and Aruchmias. You are not going to, you you should not stop your work, you know, to go and learn. It's a very important thing. It's very, very, very important. We have to be involved in this physical world. I'm going to go further over here. Okay. Listen to this one. this is this is a further madrash. Eliezer said, Okay, he says over here. He said, who.' this is God speaking, I Moshe. who as I'm the person that brought Yisro close, the and I didn't push him away. Af he says, so also you. When somebody comes to you to convert, the enobah, and he's only coming l'shem shomayim. You know he's sincere. We're not talking about people who are not sincere. We're talking about a very sincere person. Af korvenu You got to bring him close and not push him away. Mikan atah from here you learn. That a person should push away somebody only with his left hand, which means not the powerful hand. Sometimes you have to push a kid away a little bit. Sometimes meaning not pushing it away, him away, but meaning uh, giving rebuke or 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 direction, but only with the left hand. Yamin mekarev, and you always bring a person close with your right hand, which means with your power. It's a very, very important thing that you do it that way. Okay, let's do one more thing over here, and then I want to do the Gemara, and then we'll call it a day. Okay. Listen to this. It just speaks over here. Okay. The Gemara says over here, Mikan You should always say hello to somebody Even a non-Jew in the marketplace How much we care about shalom Can I have a, a gemara here? Thank you Open up the gemara for a second This is the gemara Let me see what this guy is Hold on a second Okay, drop what you are saying the package is on the way, card location. Okay, it's just about here. Ooh, okay, we're almost there. Okay, oh, uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be at 10.46. Six minutes, okay. Three lines. Three lines from the, uh, down from the beginning of the fat lines. He chil What does it mean to do a chil Hashem? Rav. So Rav said, You want to know what a chil Hashem is? like me. If I receive f- uh, meat from a butcher, right? If I go to the butcher store, and I don't pay right away, right? I don't pay right away. I tell the guy later, Amra Abayah, Abaya Abaya says, we're only talking in a place where they don't allow you to buy on credit. If you're in a place where they allow you to buy on credit, that's not a problem. We're talking about a place that doesn't allow you to buy on credit, and you don't want to pay. So you go in there, you take the food, and you say, I'm not interested. I'm the rabbi. I'll, I'll pay you sometime. OK, that's first of all. Ravina said He just tells you that where he lives was a neighborhood where they did care. Listen to this one. This This I found very interesting. Abaya, when Abaya would go into a store and he'd buy meat, a butcher, I keep talking about meat. I don't know why. I guess meat's more expensive. I don't know. And there were two partners on two sides of the store. Right? Yahi Zuzalahai He would go over to each one of the owners. And he would give partial payment to each one. And then he would say, "Let's get. Uh, can you get your partner over here so both of us can come together?" And then he would go and he'd say, "So we can make it. We can make things. You know, make sure that the uh, the the price was paid, paid properly." Because he was worried that. One of the two people who are working at the counter will think that he took the meat and he just left. You ever go into a big store and you know and you're worried that somebody's gonna think that you shoplifted because you know he knows what I'm talking about? Did you have that recently to somebody recently? I have it all the time. What does that mean? You go to a grocery store, everyone thinks you're shoplifting if you just buy one thing and you don't have a bag. <laughs> So Costco doesn't. Out Costco, out. Costco doesn't give bags out. Right, exactly. So you're <laughs> carrying <laughs> stuff out. You're carrying something that. out. <laughs> no, if you're they're not they're necessarily holding the, the receipt. Like, they're like or looking or at you like. The real, real thing. But they do like <laughs> scan your receipt. Sure. <laughs> my <laughs> thing is when they don't have what you want, and then you, you walk out with nothing. You're like, uh, like you know, just <laughs> walking it out, and take nothing. <laughs> No, you're not what I want. Like, you're not going to look at the store. You don't got what I want today. Bye. I think some people get stopped all the time for shoplifting, and some people can, could carry it on their shoulders, and nothing's going to happen. But um, I, it's interesting in the bag business that if you don't have a bag, it does look a little bit like your shoplifting That's when you walk you out with, hand, you know, like, uh, like like hot dogs, you know, you just take like a thing of hot dogs when you walk out. You know, I could hear that. I what could hear I mean no, you have a receipt, so they stop. It's it's you not it's not rest. that you're actually shoplifting. It's not that it's not that like it, it they're actually like, going to stop you like from, for, for shoplifting. It's they'll so give fun. you they'll they'll scrutinize you. They'll look at you and they'll say, "Huh." Bring a bag next time. Interesting. They have car bags. Just carry bags in your car all time. But it's the concept of causing people to look at you and. Not to judge you, I had I had a, so many times, guy I would catch like my students and they were driving without yarmulkes, and I would say why are you not? Why aren't you wearing a yarmulke? I didn't say it in a negative way, like they a yarmulke, and they would say to me, because I have road rage when I drive, and I don't want to make a chilas hashem. Now that's an interesting point, you know, but my response was always. You don't do things, you know, that if you do them, you can't wear a yarmulke. Don't go to a place you shouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like, go in the olden days. You guys don't know because you've never been under the experience, because if anybody here, this is off. If anybody he, um, here ever, God forbid, had a problem with with uh, protecting their eyes from seeing. You guys remember payphones. Yeah, it's of course. How yeah. many people remember making collect calls? We can still do it, by the way. I, I, I think I did it. How many people way. made collect calls with little messages? I <laughs> mean, <laughs> We we, we out uh, sort of baby supply. Calling internationally is calling the I feel
1: like yeah, nobody has a
0: pay I'm not. I'm not, not talking national about calling. Call. I'm talking about yeah. like calling, uh, 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 Mr. Comte you know, which means in Yiddish, I'm coming, Missed, you know, you can't do stuff, you know what I mean, you can't, you can't, We gotta be careful, We have to really, Chil Hashem is really bad, it's really bad, Kiddush Hashem is really, really important, let me just finish the Gemara, and then we'll eat, okay, two minutes more here, so the Gemara says over here, Uh, Ammar Ravina, and I'm sorry. Yeah, um, Rab Yochanan, Ammar Rab Yochanan, he said that what's a chil Hashem, like me, the my Arba Amos, Torah, He said that for him, a chil Hashem was going four Amos, which is eight feet, without wearing titsis or without wearing Tefillin for him, because the chilah Hashem is a personalized thing. It's not. A, it's, not a, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not unilateral. It's a uh, an individual for him. That's called the chilah Hashem. okay. uh Kovei Rav Yane Amar. He says, "You know what Hashem is?" He says, "Kol shechaverav mizbayshim machmas." Shemua also. Achil Hashem is anything that if your friends heard about this, you They'd be embarrassed. They'd be embarrassed that you're there. If they say, oh, that's your friend that did that. He's the guy. He's the guy. When, when I was uh, very young, I had stupid friends. We all have stupid friends. And they decided to go on the air again, to go when we were flying to Israel to take all the toilet paper out of the out of the out of the toilets and watch the show. On
1: Tower
0: air. Do <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Something that in retros I mean we were kids, but, but the idea being you're doing something that people would say that's your friend? <laughs> this is this is who you're hanging out with, you know? Tower hair was never on top. Yeah. One second. I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna read it here. It says over here, Amar Amarav. Let me just finish. Abayah Amar Abayah says, Kidetanya, as we learned in the Brisa. It says, We have to Hashem You should love God. What does that mean? Sheyehi Shem Shomayim Yishavech Al Yodcha. That the that the glory of God should be beco- through, should be given through you to people, what does that mean? <laughs> that you should learn the shona and you should review what you learn. O mishamish talmidei and you should serve talmidei chachamim. masa o masna benachas <laughs> imabrios and your business dealings should be pleasant with people. You shouldn't be known as the Grouch. You shouldn't be. uh, I. I'm. I can't think of of a of a certain character, but the type of the the character that everybody, you know, like uh, Scrooge. You know, that's just not. That's you shouldn't be Scrooge. Mahabrios Omros, what do the people say about such a person, who's learning, reviewing, who's nice with people? Does business appropriately. aviv shalom Torah. People say about that person: Happy is the father who taught him Torah. rabu shalom Torah. Happy is the Rebbe that taught him Torah. Torah. Woe to people who don't learn Torah. Yeah, but ploni shalom Torah. Reum kamen noy Look at this guy look at his children, look how they act. You know, I had a, I just wanna tell you, that we have a regular cop, his name is Kenny. For Those that don't come here. He's a very fine guy, very fine guy. And he had, he wasn't able to come, so he sent us an Italian guy one time, his name is Joe. Fine guy. And uh, by the way, when I say the word goya, it's not a derogatory statement. It means Gentile, meaning somebody's just not Jewish. I don't mean it in a bad way. So Joe came over to me after davening one Shabbos. He said, you know, we can't get our kids off the phones, the devices, and play outside. He said, you Jewish people are smart. Your kids can play. They go outside. They get fresh air. That's what the Lord is saying over here. That when you make a Kiddush Hashem, people say, look, look how wonderful their children are. Look how wonderful they are. However, But if a person is a person who learns and he reviews and he's hanging out with the big Rebels, But his business deals are totally dishonest. And when he talks to people, he barks at them, or he speaks in an obnoxious fashion. What do people say about that guy? What do people say about him? Woe to, wo to the to the person who taught this guy Torah. Woe to the Father that this is this is the big tzaddik, this is the Talmud Chacham, right? And then it says how you guys get the picture. Baruch Hashem, we're not in that category. Okay, so let's eat, because food makes sense. Thank you. Thank you.